Good morning, Woodmont, and welcome to worship. I want you to know that today is going to be the final uh, pre-recorded service that we're going to do. We have done this for the past uh, 13 months. I want to thank Matt Diffenderfer, um, Dylan Hooks, all of our tech team that has put this together. But now, because so many in our congregation are vaccinated, people are coming back to church, we're going to start live streaming uh, on Sunday morning at 9.30 when the bridge comes into the chapel next week and then at 10.45 in the sanctuary. And so we encourage you to, to be a part of the live stream. Um, it also takes a lot of work during the week uh, to pre-record a service and, um, and that work can go into other things. And so I'm grateful to everybody who has made this possible. And now we look forward to moving ahead to where we're gonna be live streaming uh, our services on Sunday morning. Would you join me for a word of prayer? Loving God, open our hearts and minds. We can hear a word from you and may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You are our rock and you are our redeemer. Amen. Today is Commitment Sunday here at Woodmont. Since Easter, we have been in our stewardship campaign under the theme of rising strong together. And so today we are asking our members and anybody else who would like to, to make uh, a commitment, to make a pledge to support the mission and ministries of Woodmont for another year. And for those of you who have already done that, thank you uh, for turning those in. But today is Commitment Sunday, and uh, we take these commitments and we add them all together, and then we set our operating budget based on the commitments that are turned in. We haven't had this campaign in two years because of the pandemic. And so we're having it this month and uh, we are asking for your support and for your generosity. In the church and in life in general, for that matter, some people are really funny when it comes to the subject of money. They don't wanna talk about it. But churches that don't talk about money and giving and stewardship don't do well because part of being a disciple, part of being a Christ follower, part of having an Easter mindset, as we've talked about in recent weeks, is being generous and sacrificial. So today I have a few different messages that I wanna share with you. You could call this a few sermons within a sermon on this Commitment Sunday. The first message is this. Everything that we do at this church, Woodmont Christian Church, is completely dependent upon all of our generosity. From worship to children's ministry, from youth ministry to outreach, small groups, Sunday school classes, Habitat houses, AA, Al-Anon, the bridge, worship, uh, outreach grants, holding on to talented staff. Everything that we do is dependent upon our collective generosity. That's always been the case. It always will be the case for generations to come. And thankfully, Woodmont has a history of generous giving. When I first moved to Nashville uh, back in 2007, it's been almost 14 years now, which is hard to believe, uh, I moved here, uh, came from Memphis. I was single. Um, I was living in the parsonage right here on the church property. I had a golden retriever. Um, and I was working really long days uh, when I first got here. I had not yet met Megan, who's now my wife. And so life was very different. 
But um, I'm a little bit ashamed to admit this, but after work, I would often go down to the corner pub and uh, I'd meet some friends and I would eat probably two or three of my dinners in a given week down at the corner pub because I didn't really cook. <laughs> and so that's what kind of what I did. And so, uh, you know, it was a, a fun place to meet people and I would have dinner and you know, come home and then start the next day up all, all over again. But, um, but I remember one time I was there and I was watching a football game and I met this guy and I started talking to him and he asked me what I did and I told him that I was the you know, minister at Woodmont Christian Church. And he said, oh, he said, I've been to that church. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, that church I went to a few times, but all they ever talked about was money. And I said, oh, is that the case? He said, yeah. He said, every time I was there, you know, they just talked about money. And I said, well, maybe you were there during the stewardship campaign. And he said, well, he goes, I don't know, but uh, I just got tired of them talking about money. And I looked at him and I said, you know, Jesus talked about money a lot. In fact, he talked about it more than almost any other subject. And the guy kind of looked at me with a, with a blank stare and, and I said, well, you know, maybe we're just following his lead. A few years ago, Easter happened later uh, in April. And so we always do our campaign during the month of April. And so on Easter Sunday, at the offering time, we had a, a stewardship moment uh, before we took up the offering. And so I came into the office the day after Easter and I got this phone call from a lady who was so angry. And she called and she said, I came to worship on Easter with my daughter and your church did a stewardship moment on Easter Sunday. And I kind of sat there for a minute and thought, what's the problem? <laughs> and she said, you know, I don't know if I can ever come back to, to your church. And at this point, I was pretty put off by this phone call. And so I said, well, you know, some of us have to keep supporting this church so that it'll be here next Easter when you decide to come back. And she didn't like that very much. Everything that we do at Woodmont is dependent upon our collective generosity. And that's what we're asking for today on Commitment Sunday. We're asking our members and anybody else who, who wants to participate to make a commitment to support the mission and ministries uh, of Woodmont for another year. You know, if we've learned anything over the past year, and the past year has been difficult, it's how much the church community means to all of us. And we've all learned the many things that we took for granted that we've missed in the life of the church because we haven't been able to do so many different things. And so we want to make sure that it stays strong into the future. And being generous and committing to the church is one way uh, that we can do that. My second message this morning is this. Jesus had more to say about the subject of money and possessions than almost anything else in, in scripture. And guess what? It wasn't because he was raising money. It wasn't because he was leading a church. It wasn't because he was trying to raise a budget. It's because he knew that human beings would always have a hard time when it comes to the subject of money and possessions. So this is what he said in the Sermon on the Mount. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. 
but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You see, Jesus knew that, that, that heart always follows money. Money doesn't always follow heart. There's lots of things we can care about, but we don't necessarily give money to it. But heart always follows money. Uh, if, some, if you give money to something, it will be very important to you. If you invest in the stock market, you're going to pay attention to how it does, if it goes up or down. If you invest in your child's education, whether it's middle school, elementary school, high school, college, then you probably want to know that they're learning. If you invest in a certain political candidate, then you probably want them to win their election or maybe you want the other candidate to lose. If you give money to your alma mater, then you want the school to be healthy. If you help build a beautiful new chapel and children's wing at a church like we have done over the past year and a half, then your family is probably gonna wanna come and use it and, 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 and benefit from it. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Heart always follows treasure. I have the staff reading a book right now written by my friend Adam Hamilton, and the book is called The Walk. And in The Walk, Hamilton identifies what he calls the five basic practices of the Christian life. Worship and prayer, study, serving, giving, and sharing. I'd recommend this book if you're looking for a source to kind of get you back into a, a faith routine, a spiritual routine. In the giving chapter, this is what he says. He says, our giving is a form of self-denial, a form of worship, a means of serving, a way of recognizing that all of life is a gift, an attempt to give back, an expression of love and gratitude, and a means of following Jesus. There was another book written years ago by a guy named Arthur Brooks, and it was called The Gross National Happiness. And in that book, Brooks says this, to the extent that happiness can be bought, it is with charity. Giving of effort, time, and money makes people much happier. So I believe that the reason Jesus talked about money and giving and possessions so much is because he knew that selfishness leads to misery, but generosity leads to happiness and fulfillment and meaning. People are usually selfish because they are fearful. They are fearful that they're gonna run out, that they're not gonna have enough. But people are generous when they learn how to love, love God and love neighbor. My third message for you this morning is this, Woodmont has remained strong and healthy throughout the pandemic, and now we are rising strong together. I'm convinced that we will emerge from this period stronger than we were before. I have faith that this is happening, this is starting to happen. God has created all of us uh, with a resilient spirit. God has created us to bounce back from the difficult situations in life that, that beat us up and that have us down. We are cultivating 
that Easter mindset where we don't live in fear, we live in hope. We don't just focus on the negative and what's wrong. We focus on the good and what's right. This is a very crucial time for all churches everywhere. Not just Woodmont, not just churches in Nashville, but churches everywhere in North America and across the world. Some churches are not doing well. They are reeling. They are struggling. Many churches have had to close because of the pandemic, but not this church. We are staying strong, healthy, and vibrant. And part of that includes a spirit of generosity. John Steele, John and Monty have been sharing our campaign this spring, and John Steele and I have been talking a lot in recent weeks about how this campaign is not just about making a commitment to the church. It's also about the church bouncing back after a very difficult period. One that's still not completely over, but that's way better than it was a few months ago. But somebody once said in life, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. What matters is how many times you get back up. Paul says we're afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. And if we are a part of a faith that is grounded and based on the resurrection, and we are, then we've got to get back up and keep going. And that's what we are doing as a church. We are pushing forward, which leads me to my fourth and final message for you this morning. If we're gonna rise strong together, then we have to press forward and focus on the present and the future. We've done some great things at this church over the years. We've just completed a nine and a half million dollar capital addition to our church in the middle of a pandemic, and we're gonna come out of it without taking on any debt. That is an incredible accomplishment. We have this beautiful chapel, Carpenter Chapel. We have all of this new children's space downstairs where the kids can spread out, where they can learn about God and Jesus and where they can grow in their very formative years of life. Paul writes these words to the Philippians, and this has been our text for this campaign. Not that I have already obtained it or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own. This one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on for the heavenly prize of Christ Jesus. You know, God does not want us to live our lives looking back with regret, with guilt, with shame, saying, I wish I had done this or I wish I had, had done that. God wants us to live in the present and be hopeful about the future. And so that's what we have to do, Woodmont. We have to look to the future. And here at this church, we know that the future is very bright because we have so many ministries and so many good things that are happening at this church. The Kentucky Derby is uh, this next weekend, uh, May the 1st. And uh, I've been to the Kentucky Derby a couple of times, uh, very different experiences. 
The first time I ever went was in 2006 when Barbaro won. And uh, I was there with a bunch of friends and we were in the infield. And I don't know if you've ever been to the infield at Churchill Downs, but nobody in the infield really even knows that there's a horse race going on. There's just, just kind of a party and you can't even see the, the track. But when the, when the race was about to start, I kind of walked over to the corner where I could see uh, through the fence into the track. And, and something that I noticed, when the horses were racing by and they were running that, you know, my, that lap and a half for the Kentucky Derby, running for the roses, I noticed that they were all wearing these blinders. And the blinders kept them from looking to the side at the other horses. It kept them looking forward. And I often wonder if sometimes we need to put on some blinders so that we can keep looking forward and not just keep looking back. That's the only way we can live our lives is in the present, looking ahead, planning and hoping for the future. So that's what I'm challenging you to do today. Let's look ahead. Let's make a commitment to keep supporting the mission and ministries of Woodmont for another year. But I'm also asking you in your own life to look ahead. No matter what you've been going through, and we've all had a tough year, no matter what you're dealing with, let's live in the present and let's look ahead because I believe that that's how God calls us to live. Don't dwell on the things in the past. Don't dwell on the people that have hurt you and disappointed you. Don't dwell on the things that you wish you had done differently. Focus on what is yet to be because the future is bright. It's full of hope. It's full of opportunity. And as a church, we've got to focus on the future. The church impacts lives on a regular basis and it takes all of us to keep that going. I want to close this morning with a story. And this story was told to me years ago by a longtime member of Woodmont. He's now passed away. He was a mentor of mine, kind of like another father figure in my life. His name was Clayton McCorder. A lot of you knew Clayton. Uh, but Clayton told me this story one time. It's, it's about a, a small college that was really struggling to survive. Uh, the school was short on money. It was uh, having a hard time paying its faculty and staying afloat. But then along came a very wealthy businessman who decided to make a significant donation to that school. And that contribution helped turn the school around and it, and it went on to become a growing, thriving, and prestigious university. Years later, the university was healthy, it was booming, doing great. And the school wanted to find this man that made that gift and, and honor him. And much to their surprise, he had blown all of his wealth. He was no longer wealthy. Not only that, but he was actually uh, homeless and basically living in the street. And so they, they, they found this man and they wanted to convince him to come back so that they could honor him for the gift that he had made years before. And the man was embarrassed and he said, no, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. I, no, thank you. I can't do that. But they said, please, we want to honor you for this amazing gift that you made to our school because you helped turn things around and, and you helped lead to this vibrant university today. And so the man finally agreed. They changed his mind. They flew him to the school they got him some nice clothes. They dressed him up. They, they brought him to this big banquet where he was honored and thanked. And the president of the university then asked this man to share his thoughts as he looked out over 
uh, the student body and the alumni who were at this particular dinner. And his words summed up his thoughts and his feelings. He had a tear in his eye and he said, you know, I thought I had lost it all. I thought everything was gone. But I've learned something tonight. What you give away in life, you never really lose. So always give back. Let's rise strong together and let's keep Woodmont healthy and vibrant. Amen.